Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a tabletop RPG actual play podcast. To find out more, download episodes wherever you get podcasts, or visit us online at cityonahillgaming.com, or by sending us an email at cityonahillgaming at gmail.com. You can also support us on patreon.com slash cityonahillgaming. We hope you enjoy our show. Alright, whatever you ask me, I will unleash upon you tenfold. <laughs> Watson Jerry nickname have you given me, Daniel? Skittles. <laughs> Makes him seem more approachable. I have no explanation for it. First thing that popped in my head. We're going uh, with it. Daniel missed my reference and I'm sad. Oh. Makes, it... no. Makes him seem more no. approachable. I call no. him Skittles. Oh. <laughs> Him, yeah, makes him seem more approachable. Well, not like what's your oh. kids approachable. <laughs> Someday, Skittles. All Good right. Times. Uh, Skittles, okay. All right, Greg, get him. S- somebody, somebody put that somewhere so I don't forget to call him Skittles on occasion. Oh, I've got it jotted down on okay. my uh, post-it note that I'm oh. putting into the book. Don't you worry. Uh, and, and Greg... Um, for story purposes, I need Pebble to have a last name, please, so that I can call him by it when he's misbehaving. Oh, you don't know the question I'm going to ask you. Oh, good. Okay, because uh, you're gonna you're gonna get the full name, full government name when you misbehave. <laughs> I, I'm prepared. I love I love this dynamic already. Maria, how do you feel about the fact that I've decided you're my new parrot? Oh no. <laughs> well, I guess I do get to use the full government name then. All right. Well. uh... Pebble's last name is now Split Tail. Um, um, let's see. Okay, wait, let me look at my traits. Um, okay, this makes sense for me. I'm fine with this. Uh, uh, Bria is um, going to do the right thing and try and be patient and present for Pebble because that is what is needed. Um, but she is positive she will not be enough to do so. There, I shoved all four of my traits into one sentence. Um, realistically, she will embrace this with uh, both halves of her tail, because her tail is cut in half due to an accident in the Rebellion. Cool. I like it. So far, so good. And I'm All fairly right, well, certain that means Flit loves you unconditionally, despite my best interest. Yep. To the contrary. Good stuff. Here for it. Greg, there are a couple other things we need to sort out here. Uh, choose one you carry with you openly, and tell the table about it. These are little trinkets, as I recall. My trinkets. I see them. They are fun. Actually, not not all necessarily trinkets. Uh, so choose one you carry openly, one you carry secretly. Tell the table about them. Also, uh, choose two life lessons you've been taught and two you have rejected. Yeah, it's just like the options of what I can carry. Like, dang, those are some of those aren't uh, sitting on a hill friendly. No, they're not super friendly. Like, hey, yeah, uh, I've got you know. A scroll I can't read, a necklace. Yeah, yeah the, the one a I'm going to blade be that has slayed mighty spirits. Possibly the one that created the world. Oh, the ring of ninety nine vengeful demons. That's not the one I have. I have the capacity to see brief snippets of the future, which always revolve around a mysterious stranger with one white eye. Good, I like it. And that's yeah. the one you carry openly, huh? Yes. I feel like that's a different Don Bluth movie. Yes, actually, it is. Yeah. And uh, which one do you carry secretly? 
I'm open about the weird uh, person with the wide eye, but I am still secretive of the dreams about a vast and bloody war always centered around a powerful hero. Excellent. I'm pretty sure we're writing one heck of an anime. And this is all from the little happy-go-lucky penguin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That happy-go-lucky penguin is going to have to go to therapy. Coming to you on Crunchyroll in 2025. Pebble <laughs> gets a hey, therapist. Look, this is not that far off from what I'm watching with the kids right now. I was so going to say, like, I'm pretty sure I've seen this in a description of something. I'm, we're rewatching the vision of Escaflone with the kids because they're oh, not the right age. I'm so happy. I haven't seen that one. I saw the original one. Oh, it's way it's so old. It's so old and so fun. Uh, oh, you, are you watching great. the original one then? Oh, yes, we are. Okay, good. I watched that one as a child too. Say yeah. hi to Prince Van. Well, we will. All right. Uh, um, okay. That's been on my I need to rewatch list for some time. But two DVD rips, of, uh, DVD copies of it. One is the uh, OVA, <laughs> I think, and one is the um, official DVD release. I watched. Uh, we're doing the official one because the kids, are, our youngest one, is just a little too young to easily read subtitles. So, and my two life lessons that I've been taught: kindness yes. is stronger than anything else. Okay. And these are really dark <laughs> again uh f- full disclosure i hadn't really read that much into this into this book all i knew was cute art yep and yeah, i could uh, play as a penguin that's all i ra- knew ragamuffin's one of the like i don't know seems like a little more rough and tumble kind of thing because mine is I went, oh yay, happy little go lucky character. I well, the nice like, thing is it can be that, right? It depends entirely on what you choose. Yeah, but I was kind of like, wow. But there's room for it to be something else. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to give it all happy go lucky stuff that needs some of that little balancing for it. Okay. Well, are uh, there life lessons you've rejected? Because there's two uh, of those you need is, to take. Is as it the well. same options? Yes, it is. It sure is. I have rejected them. My parents have made me who I am now. Helps mm. out when I don't know them. I oh <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like oh, oh. all right. And... and I have rejected that. I don't know. I'll, I'll go back to the second one. My my other one that I have chosen. Even this will end. Okay. And I have rejected that the world is bigger than you can wrap your head around. I like it. Good choices all around. And the things you can always do are get distracted, get really invested in a new interest. Stop describing me to me. I was going to say, same. (laughs) Blurt out a secret. Somehow manage to squeeze yourself out of trouble. Ask, do you want to hang out with me? They get a token if they say yes. And ask, do you want to see something really cool? They get a token if they say yes. So, yeah, yeah, th- this is like perfect because I was basically just imagining ADHD the character. Yeah, yeah uh, again. I think you found it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're there. All right, Daniel. All right. Bring us uh, home. And you all enjoy my, my character picture? It's oh, fantastic. Daniel, tell us about Marion. All right. So I... Uh have chosen Marion. Uh, I am a pilgrim. I 
two traits I try to be are patient and healthy. Uh, two traits I've given up on ever being are proper and masculine. Because uh, it's a construct, baby. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. We have three to four things to describe my look. I have a patchwork jacket, which looks like the only jacket I have ever owned. And it's just loosely held together by pieces of other jacket. Uh, I have a leather-bound book of poems and the bare minimum needed to get by. All right, very good. Um, Spirit or Omen instructed you to pack your bags and travel somewhere very far from the land you call home. Choose two rumors or stories you've heard about this place and one that is actually true. Okay, so... Two stories or rumors I've heard about this farewell place. I seek where the spirits taught artists the secrets of creation. Nothing compared to the objects made there. It's a furnace or a workshop. And the other rumor or story I've heard is that the place I seek isn't the end of my journey. It's just a bridge or a port. And the story that's actually true is I seek a place at the very edge of the world and nothing lies beyond it. It's a desert or a mirror. Very good. And mirror here is one of the natures of places that uh, we'll talk about here in a little bit. All right. Very good. And uh, what is the, choose the sign of your faith. Tell the table why you believe it'll never lead you astray. Uh, I have a hand carved flute that my father made when I set forth into the world. I and have the same thing. That's that weird. Is, yeah, that's, that is not the right list, I'm afraid. Oh, well, in that case, mm. I have an me... ocarina that... Oh. <laughs> All right, so let, let me run you through your options here real quick. I need to fix that one as well. I'm making notes here. Um, that's okay. We're keeping this loosey-goosey anyway. Yeah. 250 I did not card. think to double check the uh, the drop down, so I apologize. I call it 250 card five color ocarina stuff. All right. Um, <laughs> so, an ancient iron necklace forged by an ancestor, anchoring you to your village and its spirits. You don't have to provide any fairies that way. A no. deck of oracular cards, which has plenty of opinions on what's next in store. A brass compass gifted by the mysterious stranger with one white eye who sets you forth on this quest. Um, 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 a single word whispered in your ear by a luminescent elk before she fled into the night and the only tool you have to find your way a beautiful pink orchid a sign of the rebellion that always blooms a book of poetry with passages so powerful that their very existence is a miracle or the ceremonial language of your distant home every word a spoken prayer for your culture's survival uh i think I think it's gonna have to be the book of poems okay. since i already selected a book of poems excellent we'll go with that then and i'll make a note here now the fun part ask one question to the left and one question to the right your left and right are greg and peter all right peter does our faith still fill your heart with hope yeah i think so i'm gonna write that down exactly all right and Greg, what do you know about the place I seek that I haven't yet grasped? It is both 
not ready for you yet, and you are not ready for it yet. I love that. Excellent. Very good. So some notes here. Uh, Things that you can always do, Daniel, uh, or Marion, I should say. Recite a small prayer. Chatter away. Shield yourself from harsh conditions. Place your fate in improbable coincidence and have it work out. Ask, do you think we'll make it? And say, lead the way. They get a token if they do. So those are our characters. Archibald, Brea, Marion, and Pebble. So delightful. Thank you, the four of you, just for jumping in on this. And that already feels fantastic. I feel like I'm I'm loving these characters already. The final, not quite final, but the, the last thing we kind of need to do here is come up with our first place where we are starting. And I'm going, I've am i got dice here because I like rolling randomly on tables. Um, I know I said this game was diceless. It can be, but for fun, I'm doing this. Now, a quick note, the way that we come up with locations in this game is by roll uh, either rolling or picking from a list of what are called natures, uh, which is to say a list of different types of places that we can be in. These places are inherently inherently places where people can be or once were, some to every once in a while, hostile, but usually just sort of normal-ish. They always have certain uh, traits to them, right? So, and these places can do certain things. So, for example, if we're looking at a comfortable place like a farm, the farm can always describe the calm mundanity of everyday life, reveal the thin margins people live on, or ask, hey, want to help out? Give a token if they pitch in, in whatever way they can. So this is, when we say the place, we mean either the place itself or the people in it. And then there are a couple of aesthetic elements and folklore that we choose about the place. And we do that for each of these. General categories, comfortable. Uh, So that's pretty self-explanatory, you know, very inhabited places. Verdant, very uh, life-filled natural places. Liminal, which is to say places between in some way. So for example, a bridge an island, a lake, where it's in between one place and another, a road, a tavern, things like that. And we also have sprawling, which often means very large human-made places, lonely or desolate. I am going to be tending towards the first part of that list because that's more pastoral, but every once in a while, we'll slip in one of the others. Notably, when I say, hey, we're rolling up, you know, a place like this, that doesn't have to be literal. This can be very metaphorical, right? It doesn't have to be a bridge, but it can be a place that connects two divided sides of something or any other aspect that a bridge might have, something passing unseen underneath or whatever you can come up with about a bridge that applies to this place. And we're going to just sort of take a moment to invent this together. Now, one thing I am going to suggest, places 
will also have what are called kith, which is to say the people in this place. For places and for kith, let's keep names simple, right? We don't need complex fantasy names for these. I recommend that we do, you know, fairly normal names, maybe with a descriptive surname or something like that if we need to. But let's, we're going to be coming up with a fair number of these, so let's not overthink that. And I think that will also add to the mundane sense of these places by and large. You know, we get a, a very different sense of a place where there's a person named Lothalander versus Sally. Sound I good? I like that. Yeah. Bueno. Yep. Cool. I'm going to roll some dice and we're going to see what we come up with. Cool. Those were dice. I hope that carried through on the audio. I it, heard it. It did not oh, on good. mine, but that's fine. Maybe it did on the recording. Okay. Well, that's okay. So I'm just kind of pulling the dice one at a time here. So we have a garden, a hillock, and a bridge. What is the second thing you said? A hillock. It's it's like a hill, but smaller. Oh, okay. A hillock. Yes. It's a a place in the foothills. I'm going to read the description here. A hillock is a place in the foothills of a great and looming presence. Uh, This place can always describe... What we stand, or sorry, you know what? I might be doing this wrong. Let me double check something. Yep, three natures make choices for them. There we go. So this is this is done conversationally. All right, we're just going to kind of toss around some ideas, and we're going to figure out what combination here of garden, hillock, and bridge we can come up with. Uh, hillocks can always uh, describe what we stand in the shadows of, show a threat that's up ahead, and ask, "What are you worried lies up ahead?" And give a token if you're right. Uh, aesthetic elements can be things like a shutter, sheltered valley, strange piles of stones, deep gorge, scattered fragments of civilization, quiet foreigner from higher up, something else. Um, and there's some folklore suggestions. I'll, I can pull from those as well. Don't be afraid, by the way, to look in the book. It's not like this book has secret GM sections or anything like that. You know, go go nuts if you want. For the bridge, passage from one place to the next. Uh, you can always describe the distance to the other side, push something off the edge, or offer someone an easier way. Give and get a token if you don't take it. And finally, we have the garden, uh, a place where everyone has plenty and the world is overflowing with gifts. Uh, we can describe the bu- abundance all around us, uh, threaten the health and vitality of the abundance, and ask what do you need most right now. When we arrive at this place, by the way, we have we need to decide what it has in abundance. Okay, so, so I have suggestions for both the garden and the bridge because they're tied to each other. Cool, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna swipe a a page from our Saturday game, which was originally swiped from uh, Baldur's Gate Three, and say that this bridge is one of those ones where it's a bit built up. It's not just a place to cross a body of water, but it is also like a big old honking, you know, wide stone thing that contains a farmer's market that sells the produce that is grown in the gardens. Okay. Strong. Okay. And there's just like you, so you've got this big wide, like stone bridge and just up and down um, both sides of it with plenty of space to pass in the middle. If you're just passing through, but there's just booths on the side with people selling like, you know, tomatoes and cheese and, you know, whatever else they've got that, they think that people passing through might want. Okay. Very cool. 
And anyone else? Anybody have anything for the hillock aspect? By the way, if you look in the uh, keeper, there's a place one tab where I'm yeah. making some notes. Okay. So um, we mentioned it briefly, but we haven't really talked about the sort of biome that we're in. Well, uh, yeah, be because our, our first place is wherever we want. We don't have to be in a constant biome. We can just be wherever. So now, if you want to say, you know, this is our starting place, because we always begin our journey arriving in a new place. This is a place we are coming to together. Okay. All right. So as, as a thought, because, you know, bridges have to lead somewhere, this could be that the bridge leads to the path to like the last outpost on some sort of uh, arctic tundra since we are uh, have apparently uh, decided that we are all very cold weather sort of animals uh, then the bridge would be a, a passage towards I guess our hillock would be the last outpost before just the harsh arctic wilderness okay if that flies with everybody i think that seems like a good yeah because the uh, hillock is basically a place where you're in the shadow excuse me of some looming threat or at least a looming presence and i yeah. you know well i think the the arctic wilderness that you know idea that you're on the border of this liminal space and you're potentially ready to go, you know, like storms and uh, snow and wilderness can sweep in at any time. We're barely holding it back. And there's nothing, yeah, there's nothing out there to hide <laughs> in. So it is looming in and of itself because there's just uh, vastness. There's, yeah, there's this vastness. This place will freeze you solid, yo. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So the is the produce here all imported then? Uh no, I think it's probably I mean, grown. It's, we're in kind of like the last area where you've got arable land, and so you've got a lot of kind of like um, hardy, you know, berries and okay. stuff that can grow in, a, in harsher climates. But maybe uh, some scurvy grass or something like that. Mayhaps a yeah. walrus berry or two is grown here. Yeah. yeah. Lots uh, of lots of you know like turnips and and hard root vegetables also potatoes your, word, your vocabulary word of today is arable land yeah. <laughs> and I, i'd like the bridge to be like unnecessarily long oh yeah long and big and just like a monument to like like you need to, to spend like times. a couple hours walking across this monstrosity I, I like the idea of it was a testament to this land. Like it was a statement that we have prosperity even out in like this cold, harsh environment. Look how mighty this. Look what we managed what, to do. Yeah, this civilization is. Look at this great work that we've laid out in such a harsh place. That means that we are doing well. Like it's, it is, it is yeah. a statement piece. Unnecessarily big and sturdy and will last millennia. Something, something, Ozymandias. I'll hold my work team ID in despair. <laughs> right. So let me ask you this then. What does this bridge, whether, again, metaphorical or real, what does it cross? Oh, 
First Instinct says Gorge, but someone else... Hi, hey, Blairy. Blairy! Yep, it's Blairy the Podcast Train. My first instinct was Ice Flows. Uh, I mean... I... Oh, that's does dangerous. It, does it cross it. a strait? You've got an unnecessarily long, large bridge. Why does it have to cross water? Well, it doesn't it, have to I cross mean, it water doesn't. at all. But, yeah, I mean, the, the gorge that uh, Daniel had in mind is a solid choice, honestly. <laughs> so, because the other one's water, so this is solid. But it, okay. Well, actually, yours would be a gas. Uh, I like when the pun's so strong, Daniel doesn't do anything about it. That, those are my favorite. <laughs> yep. All the viewers at home couldn't see his face whenever I was seeing the sad, depressing penguin things. His face just dropped and it was so sad. All right. So we've got a bridge. Have we determined what it's crossing? Um, We're connecting, oh, obviously, to some sort of outpost. Oh, can we, uh, can we um, uh, split the difference? And instead of ice flows or a gorge, why not a glacier? Because mm. that gives us solid but also ice. Glacier impassable on own must use bridge. Yeah, so we have some sort of pan-glacial bridge. All right. All right. Works a lot better than a pan-glacial worm. There's your <clears throat> magic card reference. For yeah, today. that was strong. Go. Good, I'm proud of you. Tread lightly, we could use it as a bridge. Cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> I like this quite a lot. Um... Does anybody have a a name for this place? And remember, again, it can be simple. You know, Steve. No. It can be, you know, Great Glacier Bridge. It can be that simple. The Edge. Glacier Run? But, but what about that, Mono? I actually like Glacier the Run. The Edge seems a little too, like, high too fantasy. I'm, That's yeah, probably true. Yeah. Glacier... I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking, like, maybe, like, Berryford or something like that. Oh, for the garden? Well, for just, this, I mean, like, this location. there's berries this... grown here, and there's also a bridge, so... Berry... Oh, like, oh, Berry, Berry Ford. 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 I yeah. like it. Yeah, Berry yeah, Ford that. is great. Because it does have that, like, English village name. Where you... It really oh, does, yeah. yeah. I like you that. Soften the second word, so Berry Ford. Cool. Berry Ford. There we go. I like that quite a lot. All right, now, one last task, and this is a very simple one, and this is, just to be clear, this is only so that we have a quick reference, all right? Um, we're going to go around the table, and everyone say one common type of animal folk that live in the area. This is not everyone in this place is one of these four. It just means if we're in a hurry to invent an NPC, we can quickly imagine a new person. Uh, Ryan, I haven't picked on you lately. That's good because my mouth is full eating oh, Korean good. fried chicken. So if you actually <laughs> um, could ask somebody I can, else I can this take time. It. <laughs> Peter, go for it. Polar bear folk. Polar bears. All right. Uh, Daniel? Uh, snowshoe hares. All right. Greg? Wolverines. <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. And Ryan? Uh, the, the snow hare was actually mine. Um, uh, so what's, what's, the snow, what's the snow fox? What's the snow... Arctic, Arctic fox. fox. Arctic fox. There you go. That'll work. Sweet. Oh, and uh, we um, 
I don't know if you mentioned this from the outset or not, but uh, if if so, great. Uh, otherwise, here's a reminder that uh, typically predatory carnivorous animals get along perfectly well with the herbivores in this setting. They're not yes. like it's oh, yeah, not like true. a Zootopia kind of like competition. <laughs> yeah, thing. yeah, I, yeah. I see it kind of as like the Hello Kitty Stuart Little thing to where. Hello Kitty isn't actually a cat, and Stuart Little isn't actually a mouse. Stuart Little is just a human boy who looks like a mouse, and Hello Kitty is just a little British girl named Kitty who uh, happens to look like a cat. I, sure. I mean, yeah, if that works that for as you, much as you want, I that works. Uh, I was describing this to my wife, and I just said, "Wind in the Willows," the game. I, yeah, that's pretty strong, actually. Frog and Toad are friends. Notice yep, Toad in my background with his little beetle carrier. Yep, yeah, it's great. All right, so one last question. Uh, who has spoken, and this is going to be t- kind of tough to tell, who's spoken the least during our process of figuring out these natures? Ryan. Okay. <laughs> I think that was eating, so yeah, he's probably not wrong. All right, Ryan, <laughs> tell us about the forms the many small and forgotten spirits of this place take. Okay, I'm going to draw on my many years of playing Minecraft. Um, in, I don't remember what the name of the biome is, but there's a biome in Minecraft that's like, got big spruce trees and some amount of snow. Yeah. And a bunch of entirely unnecessary, uh, entirely unexplained, truly actually unexplained, um, mossy cobblestone little stone structures. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with, um... They're little sprites that live in those. Little sprites living in ancient, mossy, stone... Obelisks. Uh, shrine. There you go, that's better. And Second parents. vocabulary word for today, obelisk. Obelisk. Ryan There's likes that like, word. It's oh, like I'm a also, uh, pyramid. Getting a little bit of like a Junimos from Stardew Valley vibe. Oh, we'll get that all over the place. Don't you worry. Uh, <laughs> Every it, place is dunamis. I suppose it would be worth pointing out that if we're in the Arctic tundra, it would probably be lichen covered instead of moss. He's probably but right I don't about that. Think That's that true. Matters. Sure, can make it that. I'm again, liking don't, it. Don't feel too <sighs> beholden to naturalism. This, you know, just as a reminder, we want it to yeah, be that's fair pastoral. Enough. Are these tiny apple people? I just wanted to be pedantic for a moment. P- Thank Peter, you for indulging me. Junimos? Yeah, are these Junimos? tiny? I'm, I'm looking yeah. at plushies. People have made of them, and they look Pretty like tiny close. apple people. They're 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 little fruit shaped sprites. How have I'm you not played Stardew Valley? Ryan? I've not played Star far enough into Stardew Valley for this. Ah, uh, okay. I've played Stardew <laughs> Valley, just not far <laughs> enough for this. All right, but I'm here for it. They're adorable. They're the little community center sprites. They really are incredibly adorable little things. Cool. All right. Okay. Well, I tell you what, then let's finish uh, telling ourselves about Berryford, and then next session we'll actually start playing here. Sessioning, and we'll get faster at this as we go. You know, we'll we'll just kind of zip through things. So, uh, two aesthetic elements for Berryford. Uh, as a reminder, here I'm going to jump back to list of natures. Uh, for the garden, we've got trees overburdened with fruit, outrageously large gourds, prismatic butterflies, 
carefully trimmed hedges, irrigating fountains, a friendly soul unfamiliar with the hardship of the world, or something else of your own invention. Butterflies, please. Cool. Arctic butterflies. Hmm. That sounds like a really good indie band. It does. All right. Huh. And then what's another aesthetic aspect here? I like trimmed hedges, but I want to take it up one further and we yep. can go full topiaries. <laughs> I like it. I do love me a topiary. I, I wanna I wanna raise you even further and say that Ooh. the topiaries are like almost do double duty as signage, like with arrows pointing where various things are and then an actual sign below the topiary. Oh, I love that <laughs> so much. Great. Cool. We've got that. And then folklore. We can come up with something here, but just some examples that they give. The peach trees, prophetic blossom, the old spirit in the old tree, and the burning of the corn woman. I... Mm. Um, not the last one. Yeah. Oh no, I I actually have a great one for the oh, last no. one. But it's not, but it's not combustion. It's insults. Oh, Stay man. away from the corn woman, or she will just light you up. Oh, she's the one in. She's the one burning you. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm intrigued. In an insulting kind of way. Yeah. Like, um, like she's a reverse like scarecrow. There's, there's like there's just like this. Um, spirit that somehow got displaced from a much more temperate area and she's just salty as heck and just like screams horrible insults at anybody who bothers her and nobody's been able to figure out how to make her go away or back where she came from where there's like you know corn for instance she's also angry because oh. she can't grow corn where she is now exactly yeah like it's a corn spirit with no corn and just really mad <clears throat> right I love it. Maybe All right. maybe she just needs someone to lend her an ear. <laughs> now for the hillock side of things, we've got some aesthetic elements. Sheltered Valley, strange piles of stones. We've actually already touched on that one a little mm -hmm. bit. Uh, a deep gorge, scattered fragments of civilization, evidence of distant strangeness, a quiet foreigner from higher up, or something else of your own invention. Ooh, I like... The distant strangeness. Yes, yeah, same. I I want to be at that hillock outpost and just feel a general sense of unease. Like, yeah, I don't I don't know how many people have been out when it's like zero or sub zero temperatures, and you get mm -hmm. that feeling of like I humans are not meant to be out here. I live right in the now. Chicago area. We get that multiple times yeah. every winter. Yeah. So <laughs> you get like this existential dread of like we we as a as a people are not meant to be here right now. And you kind of Yeah, it's that. one of those things where it's like yeah. it's 10 below 0, you go to your car to grab something, your breath freezes in your nose and you're like if the door locks behind me, I'm in trouble in the time that it takes somebody to like hear me pounding and let me back in. Mhm. Mm yeah, so like I I love that just sense of unease like right outside Excellent. the tundra. It's it's really good existential like, but Excellent. without but without having to get like too too heady. It's just like, like this is this is actually presence. the last place you should you should not go further than this. Like yep. actually, yeah, right. That makes sense. And, and just as a quick reminder, we're writing down some general thoughts here. 
as we actually play, these will come into focus, but these are guidelines for us to role play in this place. We've got our evidence of distant strangeness, which I really love, and I love the way you guys are developing that. And then what's our second one here? Um, we want to hit those strange piles of stones that we talked about. I'm I actually, like I kind of want to combine those with the remnants of civilization. Okay, hold on one second. Where... Uh, Greg, Greg had something he was talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, High Crete. Okay, sorry. Say, say that That's one more time. High Crete. Uh, it's a building material made out of um, wood pulp and water. It's yes. basically making a stronger ice block, and it has a very interesting coloring to it, being made of like sawdust, wood pulp, and water mixed together okay. and frozen yeah so yeah. it's it's like permafrost building blocks more or less yeah yeah they actually built some ships out of it in world war ii that they were gonna mm -hmm. feel like there the was like north a, atlantic there was like a brief period where that was going to be a whole thing and then just ended up not really being yeah they had a bunch yeah. of them like floating out on the great lakes and then they just didn't which i mean like there's there's a little tiny part of me that's kind of sad that they didn't do that because can you imagine like the stories about anybody trying to sink something where the entire thing is buoyant? What about the high creek? So uh, as like the main construction material for anything built there to kind of continue on with that strange okay. looking functional and, within this temperate area and incredibly easy to repair. Let's say somebody is able to actually damage something. You just slap more water on it with with some wood in it good to go All so right. so yeah kind of lends to like the the crumbling civilization that's like this place is just barely holding itself together so cheapest materials possible sort of thing i like it okay uh very good and folklore uh the hillock fol folklore i love these the goat who slept for a hundred years the Fallen Star and the Stories She Told, The Hidden Treasure of the Hyena King, or, of course, something else. At the hi Arctic Hyena. That one, please. <laughs> okay, what about it? <laughs> I like that one. What What did it do? Give me, give me, give me something with that. Oh, geez. Uh, now I have to justify this. Yeah, uh, I know, that's the problem. The <laughs> yeah. hyena who wandered here from far away? Oh, I actually like this idea. So uh, a hyena that had a mad dream of living in a kingdom of ice and then built up a treasure and went out into the Arctic fields and was never heard from again. But rumors for a staggeringly long time keep persisting that there's something out there. And that certainly cool. that treasure still is. All right. The hyena who dreamed of ice. That's a, a good story name right there. All right. That's and nice. finally, our bridge. So aesthetic elements here, a concealed entrance, a forbidden secret, a hidden gem, a looming spirit, an inquisitive kid who has never seen the outside world, a proper leader who is afraid of the outside world, or something else. I want to do Ooh. something with a hidden gem. Legend has it that this bridge's keystone is a ruby the size of a basketball, but it's hidden under all the other stonework. And people will kind of try and like peer through like the, the gaps in the stonework to try and like catch a glimpse of it when they're over the middle part of the bridge, but it's busy and there's all kinds of dirt packed into there and you can't really see. But the rumor persists that it's like this massive, like, you know, ruby that's 
super strong and holding the whole bridge up. I, I also would a hundred percent believe there's at least one or two like gift shops that sell fragments of the keystone. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just local red rocks. They're not even ruby. It's just no. <laughs> yeah. All right. And another aesthetic element. And again, uh, we don't even have to like detail these. Just which yeah. ones do we like? To I just want to do the farmers market booths, honestly. Like sure. Yeah. I um I need them to be brightly colored on the outside. Okay. Yeah, we could just stick with the farmer's market booths. Like we don't even need to complicate it any more than that. I like the idea just like part of the aesthetic is just mashing these two things together. Yeah. Well, I mean that's what we're doing, right? We are we're making a place that's some sort of unity of all of these. We don't have to have like these delineated traits. Yeah. These are just inspirational, right? I I I don't mind there was the one about the 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 leader who doesn't what was the a, a proper phrase. proper here being like very you know concerned with formality yes uh, a proper leader who is afraid of the outside world i like that because this seems like a very precious resource this last you know rip uh, you know this this last like bastion mm-hmm. of civilization against the wilderness so okay well, maybe, maybe it's like justly afraid of the outside world it's like there's sure. there's a pretty good justification for it well we can certainly bring them in later but i do, I do want to make yeah. a note of those farmers market things yes we'll absolutely be, it'll be a while till we record again uh and then folklore the bargain of the flat-faced bass demon the path carved by the giant king the fox and toad crossing i like the path oh, because i wanted to path be, of the giant king yeah i was gonna say because <laughs> i wanted it to be cover a really big area that makes a lot of sense in fact, actually, um, let's say that like the the civilization that originally built this thing was just called the Kingdom of the Giants or something like that, and nobody knows anything else about them. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. If we if we want to give ourselves some headcanon because this is an uh, like an animal world, they were dinosaurs. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Or we just don't know. Yeah. Uh, what's the the uh, the behemoth? Oh, we're just yeah. gonna get straight biblical. Yeah, because... I always like Behemoth and Leviathan. Yeah. They just sound cool. And the one that's not in the Bible, Ziz. Okay, that's the bird. So that's Berryford. I forgot know? that's what it was called. That's okay. I, I love it. We just Berryford. made a very cool place. Well, that's that's the fun of this, right? Uh, I'm actually gonna be looking into a game that's most that's a lot of this as well for another uh, possible game for City on a Hill at some point. But yeah, this is, uh, I think we're all set and ready to go here. We've got our first location, our first place that we're going to go to, and we're going to pick up the story next time as your characters arrive. All right. Fantastic. So real quick, uh, as we wrap things up, how are we all feeling about the game so far? Uh, I'm stoked. I'm going to go listen to Northwest Passage by Stan Rogers about 12 times. All right. <laughs> that was number five on my all-time listen to songs for 2023. I think I just missed the top five with it. I'll probably listen to the Unleash the Archers version, but I also real good. <laughs> I'm actually not sure specifically which version it was. It's one of six different versions I've listened to multiple times over the past year. This is Jenny, our uh, um, previous like player who hopefully might be back someday, 
is probably uh, having her Canadian heart slightly warmed <laughs> hearing this. I find this somehow both heavier and lighter than I expected. And there's a lot of depth for something that doesn't even have 300 pages. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I ain't like mad at it. A hundred of those are just, hey, let's let's just kind of list things. Yeah. Some of that depth is your own fault. Anyway. Fair. <laughs> well, that's, that's the nice thing about games like this, though, is they leave a lot of room for stuff to come out of the player. And, uh, and that's real fun. All right. Any other thoughts before we wrap things up? I'm just thrilled to be trying another new system. I wanted to do a bunch of that this year and we've been doing that. So it's been good. Yeah. Yep, yep. This is very exciting. What is Marion's um, pronouns? Uh, he, him. Two men, a women, two men, a woman and a baby. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I've seen this movie. Is that the moment Tom Selleck? They, they technically that was three men and a baby, but yes. Yeah. Uh, followed by its sequel, Three Men and a Little Lady, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Wow. Yeah. What a time. Uh, Indeed. And then every Ryan, wanna... mediocre remake since then. I shouldn't call them mediocre. Every well, every well-hearted remake since then. Indeed. Well, well-meaning. Well-meaning. Well-hearted. I respect cool. them. Before we get too deep into the uh, media reminiscence hole, Ryan, you want to <laughs> take us out of here? Welcome to our new podcast. Uh, no. Um, Thank you guys for listening to City on the Hill Gaming. Thank you to Daniel, Greg, Grant, and Peter for hopping on for this um, new cool adventure. Um, where Thank I'm you now for a having us. It was great to be here. <laughs> yeah. In all with, you haven't done Thank that in a while. For... Thank you, Daniel. Agreeing to try this because I'm is, excited. I know outside of a number of your comfort zone, so I'm I'm very excited to yeah. run it and then hopefully end up playing it with you guys. So comfort yeah. zone, what no comfort arm zone? twisting was required in my case, but <laughs> yes, it's like, for those, it's good you pick something that's absolutely adorable. It's so cute. For those <laughs> who haven't had a yeah. chance to just look up Wander Home, uh, I'm sure all one word. Yeah, uh, Ryan will probably at least have the name in the podcast show notes, if not a link to where you can get it. It's super cute. The PDF is not terribly expensive. Nope. The print copy. Uh, I mean, I picked up my print copy at my local game store, which was lovely. And I got yep. the PDF included for free. Uh, so, and you can get it in paperback or hardback. <clears throat> yes. By the way, the just um, a pro tip for those who, you know, maybe haven't done a lot of shopping at game stores, a lot of smaller independent uh, game publishers like Possum Hill Games are part of a program called Bits and Mortar, where yep. if you buy a physical game book of their game from a small local game store, you can talk to the proprietors of that and they will get you a free PDF of that yeah. in agreement with the publisher. It's great. Sick. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I actually got the uh, the PDF through the Bits and Mortar program. So. So did I. And actually, if you buy it from Possum Creek's website, you get the prices for both. Mm -hmm. Yep, for sure. All right. Yep. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Patreon.com slash City on the Hill Gaming. And yep. um, feel free to email us and go check out the website. It is functioning again. Uh, I was able to, after a tremendous amount of poking, and then eventually it didn't work, and then eventually it just did, which is good enough for me. Um, com is again functional. So yeah, and uh, check out the Kingmaker game as well, and some other stuff we're working on for the future, including maybe Warhammer Forty K now with Tyranids. No, uh, actually a Star Wars thing though. There is a there is a Star Wars thing coming. 
Um, now with Tyranids. That definitely not true. <laughs> what, the Yuzhan Vong? Yeah, I was going to say, you leave Yuzhan Vong out of this. Um, please. Please, please, get them out of here. Please, they were terrible. Please get them out. Um, we, that is not City on a Hill workable. Um, well, that was a time in Star Wars lore. All right, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Daniel, Greg, Peter, Grant, say bye. 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 Thanks for listening. Have a blessed day. Thanks for listening to City on a Hill Gaming. If you'd like to know more, find us online at cityonahillgaming.com or by sending us an email at cityonahillgaming at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at cityonahillgame or find us online at patreon.com slash cityonahillgaming. Thanks as always to our Patreon backers, Grizzly Rich, Brian, Sir Lord Epic Name, Andrew, Christina, and Tony. We really thank you guys for everything you do to support the show and we truly appreciate you. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day.